Okay, well, it's good to be here. Um, I'm going to cause a bit of chaos, I think, because I thought we're all ages this morning. You don't want to sit and listen to me for 20 minutes. So we're going to do a bit of impromptu drama. Are you up for that this morning? Because if you're not up for it this morning, I'm going to look really stupid. So are you up for this this morning? What do we know? <laughs> okay, so we're going to do David and Goliath, a well-known story. So I need people to volunteer. You do need to be able to read, but you don't need to be able to read loads, okay? And, and, and do a bit of improvisation. So I need a David. I need a David. Right, number one, over here. You're a shepherd. You've got a sheep. Right, you're also going to have to speak loudly because we're... Okay. Okay, I need a Goliath. You've been volunteered, so I'm sorry. (laughs) There's your helmet. Okay, I need, and it doesn't matter whether this is male or female, I need a King Saul. There's a hand up at the back. Come now. Okay, and I need three brothers, and only one of them needs to speak. So, there's one brother, there's two brothers, there's three brothers. Okay, you are Saul, and you three are the brothers. I think you've only got two lines, so you can decide who's going to say them, okay? You can argue that one out just there. I need this script, okay. So, now you're not getting out of it. You are, hang on, you are the Philistine army. You're big, you're mean. And you think you're going to win. So I need to see your big and your mean and your bullying tactics. So after three, one, two, three. Okay, let's try that again. Big, mean, scary, aggressive, bold. Are you ready? After three, one, two, three. Not bad, not bad. Israelites. (laughs) Yeah, who's your leader? You are my Israelite army, led by King Saul. Where's my king? Just, just go and stand with it. Just stand at the front there. Actually, just down on the steps so everyone can see you. That'd be good. Right, Israelite army. You are, you are believers. You believe in Yahweh. You're following Yahweh. The trouble is, you're scared. You're quaking in your boots because you think you're going to be beaten. You're whispering to one another. We're going to lose. We're going to be beaten. We're going to lose. We're going to be beaten. Okay, so let's see you quaking in your boots and whispering to another, we're going to lose. After three, one, two, three. Not bad, not bad. Okay, okay, let's let's go with this. Right, so I'm going to be, I'm just going to narrate this. Do you want to go and stand with your army, actually? Um, Right, let me just have a little whisper over here. When it comes to throwing... Stones at him, you've got three balls. See if you can just hit him on the head without taking out an instrument. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. The Philistines <laughs> gathered their forces for war and went to the hill, shaking their fists. Saul and the Israelite army picked up their things, got them together, and camped down by the valley, shaking in their boots. The battle line was drawn. David's brothers had been sent to join the Israelite army to fight the Philistines. Okay, just going to stand at the front there. 
Goliath stumps forwards, nine feet tall and wearing his bronze helmet, his coat of armour with his javelin. He's ready for battle. Come on. One of you must be brave enough to come out and fight me. If you win, we will be your slaves. But if I win, you will be ours. And what are we going to do? <laughs> love it. I love it. The Israelites turned and looked to one another. They were scared, they were afraid, and they whispered, we can't win. Brother, shout. Back at home, David was taking care of the sheep. One day, his father came to him and said, David, in the morning, I'd like you to leave your sheep And I'd like you to take these loaves of bread to your brothers. So that's what David did. You can't leave him lying on the floor. You're supposed to look after him. Stick him on a chair. Brilliant. Okay. Once again, Goliath stepped forward like he had done for 40 days. Come on, one of you must be brave enough to come out and fight me. If you win, we will be your slaves. But if I win, you will be ours. And what are we going to do? The Israelites shook in fear and whispered. (laughs) But David spoke up. But King Saul heard that someone was willing to face Goliath. Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armour on him and a helmet on his head. David tried to walk. Try and walk. Try and walk across the stage, David. (laughs) But the armour was too big. I can't go like this. I shall take my sling and I'll pick five smooth stones. (laughs) David bent down and picked up the stones, put them in his pouch and walked towards the battle line. Goliath stepped out. <laughs> You're only a boy. Who do you think you are that can fight against me? You come against me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Today, people will see the power of God. Goliath stepped closer still. Not too close. <laughs> <laughs> David reached into his bag, pulled out a stone, slipped it into his sling, and through the air it flew. It went zooming and it bumped Goliath on the forehead. (laughs) With a thud, Goliath fell down, face forward, landing on the ground, and shouted, Ouch! He said. (laughs) The Israelites cheered! 
imagine this bit. They put David on their shoulders and paraded around. You don't need to do that. <laughs> David is our hero. Because David had faith and trusted God, he had won the battle for the Israelites. He knew he served a big God. Excellent. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you. How big is your view of God? Oh, just dump them there. Pop them in there. Excellent. Thank you. Goliath, big, scary, tall, massive, shouting out threats. People lost sleep over what he was saying. I want you just to talk to the person next to you, whether you're big, small, whatever. What are the things that keep you awake at night. Now, I did this yesterday at Messy Church, where I work. (laughs) The heat at the moment. So just think about what are the things that keep you awake? What are you afraid of? Okay, so you're doing a show at the end of year, afraid you might forget your words. What else might you be afraid of? Yes. Dying. Dying. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. What else? Yeah, do you, do you do that? Like, sometimes when you know you've got to get up, you like set three alarms, don't you? Just to make sure they're going to go off. Okay. Anything else? What, what are you afraid of? Shall I give you a really stupid one? I watched Doctor Who, or I used to. When I was little, I was afraid of the Daleks, so much so that I would never flush a toilet because I thought the Daleks were going to come out of the toilet. And then now, I'm older, I watched one, I watched a Doctor Who, I need to stop watching it, where the mannequins came alive. You know, the shop mannequins? And if I'm walking through a shop now and I see mannequins, I actually am quite scared of them. I don't like them. I would never be able to walk through a darkened shopping place because I just have this fear of money. I'm weird, I know, I'm sorry about that. Okay, some of the things that make us lose sleep. Who's about to leave primary school and go up to secondary school? Only one? Two? Okay. There's something a bit exciting about that, but also there's something a bit scary about that. Maybe just moving up to a new class can be a little bit scary. What's it going to be like? Am I going to be able to do the work? Am I going to be able to do the homework? All that kind of stuff. Okay. That's Goliath. Let's think about the Israelite army and David's brothers. These are God's people. But they've lost sight of how big God is. And all they're doing is wittering amongst themselves and being negative. We can't do it. We can't face this. We're going to lose. Have you ever been amongst people that are just negative? And you might go in there really positive, and within 10 minutes, you're through the floor, and they've just wiped out your positivity. So I'm going to give you something else to talk about for a moment. Who are the people around you who are 
positive with you and who build you up? Who are the people who are negative and pull you down? Now, I've got two children. They, one of them doesn't live at home anymore. Uh, so they're 19 and 20. And when they were younger and living at home, they had crafted the art of putting each other down. Anyone else got children like that? Just seems to be part of life, doesn't it, really? Okay. So who are the people around you that build you up and are positive, and who are the people around you that pull you down and that are negative? Have a quick chat. Okay, I'm not going to get you to share them because there might be some people in here that make you feel negative, so that would be wrong. You know, we need to surround ourselves with people of God who are positive and have a positive view. Uh, I love, I love uh, we've been through a building project in our, in our church in Leyland, and um, I can say this because I don't know anybody. <laughs> I wonder if you're positive about that. I wonder if you're spreading the positive message or actually whether you're being negative about it and, and spreading a negative message. Uh, i just leave that with you. I can say that because I don't know anybody. <laughs> David is about 15 years old. He's young. He's a smelly shepherd. Shepherds weren't rated very highly. Smelly shepherd, but do you know what? He knew God. He trusted God. He spent time with God. And his view of God was massive. He was, the Bible tells us, a man after God's own heart. That comes later in his life. He wasn't perfect. He majorly messed up later in life. But he still knew how big God was, even at the age of 15. And then you've got King Saul, who saw David's potential. This is such a key role, folks, to see the potential of our younger ones, children, teenagers. Do you know what? God speaks through them. How do we as church listen to what they're saying? How do we hear their voice? Not just pat them on the head on a Sunday morning and say, yeah, that's nice. How do we hear their voice into what God is doing in their school, in their family, where they live and in the church? How do we hear their voice and see their potential? One thing Saul tried to do was put his armour onto David. Yes, I see your potential, but do it my way. No. See the potential in our young people and our children and release them to be the people that God's created them to be. Release them to do what God's got for them. Not putting on our armour and our heavy stuff that doesn't fit them. So this morning, I wonder who you are in that story, a story we've all known since we were knee-high to a grasshopper. How big is your view of God? Are you the Israelite army? 
scared and afraid and listen to negativity, crippled by the fear of the future, not wanting to take any risks? Are you one of the brothers putting down the younger ones, saying you're not welcome here, you haven't got a voice, you're not old enough? Are you King Saul, seeing the potential in our children and our young people, taking a massive risk? Do you know what? If David had messed that up, the Israelites would have been in captivity. King Saul saw his potential and released him to go and defeat Goliath. Or are you David, that young person who's spending time with God, getting to know God, listening to God, and has a massive view of God, and you're ready and waiting to step out into what God's got for you once you've been released into doing that by King Saul. Let's just pray for a moment. Look, God, we thank you for your word. I thank you that it raises up children and young people. I thank you that your word shows us how to release children and young people. We pray for the Davids amongst us this morning. We pray for the children and the young people who are here or maybe away today, that we will listen and we will see their potential that you've given them and we will release them to be the people that you've created them to be. Lord, help us not to hold them back, but help them to re- help to release them to be the people you've created them to be in their schools, in their families, and in this people of God, in this place. Amen.